Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. And I'm joined by my main man, Mr. Benny Mathers here. Hola. How are you today, Sal? I'm well, Pat. Thanks so much. Uh, we're looking for little Miss Valerie in the window. She's Little there. Miss Valerie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She must be tardy. I well, put her a up lot on of the, traffic. I'm going to put her up on the board. Okay, what's that mean? I'm going to put her name up on the board. For being tardy? Yeah, I remember teachers used to do that oh, back yeah, in the day. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're late. And then every, for every warning, you get like a check mark behind it, and then after like two or three, then you have to like physically leave the room. I know. Then it's the long walk down to admin, you know, We have to talk to her about that. Yeah. She's in trouble. Is she? Ooh, she's in trouble. Is it? Because she's nah, supposed to be here for cool. the top of my show. She's pretty cool. She's been filling in uh, for myself and for little Eric out on uh, vacation time. So she is well appreciated around here. And, uh, and I'll, I'll let her slide. She's learned the ropes. Yeah, and I'll let her slide a few minutes here. She's there. learned the ropes pretty much, wouldn't sure. you say? Sure. I mean, that's kind of incredible. Mm-hmm. You know, I, lo- I love kind of, you know, the, the serendipity of things. So it's kind of really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've got a great show for you today. Two hours of pretty amazing talk radio. Uh, and uh, and one of the things I love, Benny, is that, you know, we all get to set set our day, set the, uh, set the intention for today. And we're going to talk about a couple of things. Before we do, let's pull one of our uh, prosperity cards. Really kind of cool. The other thing is, I want everybody to know that's listening, we actually have some tickets to give away, and, and we'll tell you a little bit about that as the show progresses. But today, you're going to get to chat with us, first off, about uh, 2012, Time for Change. This is a movie. We have the pleasure and the honor of uh, previewing this movie in Seattle. You're going to hear lots about it. Uh, Daniel Pinchbeck joining us and Pen- Penny Livingston Stark. You're going to hear lots about this in a few minutes. A different view of 2012. And we actually have uh, tickets to give away for that. Five pair of tickets given away during today's show. Oh, I gotta take a deep breath because there's so much to talk about. Well, you can do that while I ring the gong. Yeah. And sprinkle some money over you. So this is the card for today. I believe in myself and my unlimited potential. Shaw. Sure. That's what. Thank you, <laughs> Heidi. Uh, feel confident about your ideas and abilities. You have deep resources of untapped inner strength. Believe in your power to change and become the person you've always wanted to be. Well, the folks that I have joining me today on the show know a lot about this. You know, I heard something very interesting this morning, and I don't know if I got it on Yahoo or where exactly I I. I picked it up from Benny, but it was a story about this man who uh, drove kind of like I do like to do sometimes. I was driving in Oregon, Fast. was driving in Oregon and saw a rock on the side of the road and apparently stopped to pick up this rock. Now, it was a bitty, big rock. I mean, so it's this not isn't a little your baby bitty rock. pebble. It's a, no, it was a rock. It's going to stand you know, out. It was like it was going to okay. stand out. Mm-hmm. So picked up the rock, took it home, apparently. Recently, I believe, found out that this rock was 4.5 billion years old. <laughs> 4.5 billion years old. With a B, billion. That's, I can't even comprehend that. And so when we think about 2012 and 2012 coming upon us, and we think about this gentleman finding a rock 
that it's actually a meteor that was 4.5 billion years old, not to mention what that's worth right now, <laughs> that little pe- that little rock that he found. Mm-hmm. Um, it, we have to really think about what goes through our minds about time, about alignment, about, you know, if we can go back 4.5 billion years and know that we existed then what is it that stops us from believing that we can exist beyond 2012? Well, Daniel and Penny are joining us here today. Uh, Daniel, of course, is the author of the best-selling 2012 return. And boy, I can't even get this word right. A quizacote. And I'm probably going to be corrected on that and breaking open the head, a psychedelic journey into the heart of contemporary shamanism. But the bottom line to all of this is that there is a message about 2012. The question is, what is that message and what does it mean to all of us? What is the buzz that we've created? Penny's joining us here today, internationally recognized, prominent uh, permaculture teacher and designer. She is a founder and president of Sustainable Living Designs and Ecological Landscape Design and much more. So the question that becomes how is it that these two folks have come together to talk about 2012 time for change and what is it about 2012 that has got most people's attention why is it that we had a blockbuster movie that had come out about it and that blockbuster movie was all about gloom and doom uh daniel penny welcome to the show thank you so help me with the pronunciation there, because I probably absolutely killed that, Daniel. I think, it, I think it's Quetzalcoatl. Thank you. Uh, it's, uh, thank you. That's, that's exactly the return of Quetzalcoatl. So let's, let's talk about this, 2012, and the movie, for example, and what your, each of your involvement is. Daniel, let's start with you. What is 2012 um, Time for Change about, and why is this significant right now? Uh, well, I mean, we see you know, that, that, that uh, you know, modern scientific culture kind of rejects there being you know, kind of uh, indigenous knowledge systems that might have a different access to understanding the world than we do. Uh, we, we don't you know, necessarily say that, that, that they do have that understanding, but we're open to you know, thinking through what's happening now in, in relationship to these prophecies that cultures like the Hopi and, and the Maya have. Uh, you know, that maybe they did have an understanding of, of cosmic cycles and earthly cycles and changes, because it does seem like we're going through a very rapid and accelerating transformation period. And what we then do is we look at that in terms of the effect it has on the individual. Uh, the, the individual, you know, has the ability to kind of deepen their consciousness and, and evolve their consciousness to, 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 you know, kind of deal with all this new information, new crises that are happening, and then actually to apply uh, their, their insights to, to make changes on the earth. And uh, in, in that way, we end up looking at Buckminster Fuller's ideas. We end up looking at... Yep. Uh, you know, economic changes, ways to change the money system, ways to change the agriculture system. And and that's where Penny was a great uh, star of the film because she she was our kind of uh, resident permaculture expert for the film. Well, this is interesting. Penny, I mean, did you ever see yourself kind of coming full circle on this and being part of this, you know, this amazing film? No. (laughs) (laughs) I know. People ask me the same question about radio, and the answer is, no, I really didn't. But now that you are part of it, I mean, how do you explain your journey? Um, You mean to get to be part of the film or to be the the life that I'm living right now? Well, you know, isn't it kind of like all interrelated at some level? 
Yeah. Um, well, I get interviewed a lot, mm-hmm. and um, I never, you know, you never know which interviews are going to take fruit and which are just, you know, going to go somewhere out in the hinterlands, and you never know what happens to them. So I was really pleased to see the film. I really like the film a lot, and um, I think it's very comprehensive, and I think it's really holistic. And I like the way that it ends with a lot of really practical, doable things that aren't pie-in-the-sky ideas. They're things that people are actually really doing in their communities. And so that was really um, really heartening to see that, because a lot of films start with a lot of doom and gloom, and then you're left with, you know, what do we do? And, you know, even with Al Gore's film, uh, Inconvenient Truth, at the end, you know, what are the solutions? And he had things like, you know, run for Congress. Well, right, right. Great. But, right, know, right, yeah. But that isn't for everybody, and... And there were not, you know, we weren't really left with anything in the way of solutions. And I think this film really uh, is inspiring in that way. Let, well, let's tell our listeners a little bit about the film, Penny, if we could, and um, uh, Daniel as well. You know, let's tell our listeners what they can expect and, you know, why this is so really cool that we're getting to do this in the Seattle area this uh, this weekend. Oh, I think uh, sure. I mean, I mean we, 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 you know, as I mentioned, we, we cover kind of like we, we use animation. Uh, we worked with a wonderful animation studio in New York, Serious Pictures, and we begin looking at uh, the mind creation myth of the Popova. And uh, then from there, we talk to uh, all sorts of people about, you know, the world crisis, you know, the economic scenario, the, the, the uh, you know, the, the water scenario, uh, and so on. And then we talk to a lot of people about, you know, what types of transformation are, are possible, both personally and, you know, socially and ecologically. So we end up, you know, we, we interview Sting, who talks about his, his experiences with ayahuasca in, in Brazil and in yeah. the rainforest. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talk to David Lynch about uh, his experiences with transcendental meditation. Uh, we have the actress uh, Ellen Page, who's known from the film Juno. She talks about how, uh, you know, she kind of, you know, regained her kind of sense of self by, by taking a break from Hollywood and, and, and shoveling uh, goat, goat poop at a permaculture uh, design course. Uh, and we also talked to uh, Gilberto Gilles about yoga and meditation. You know, and, there, and then from there, we really go into, you know, what type of transformation, you know, is possible now, you know. And, and, and yeah, I mean, as Penny said, it's really trying to, you know, just, just take the situation at hand. And, and look at the awesome potential that we do have to, to bring about a, a, a positive transformation in the world. I think it's absolutely amazing. I want to make sure all of you out there, it's got, this is a film coming to Seattle uh, June 4th through June 10th. And we have got five pair of tickets, uh, which we'll send to you. And these will be for next week because we're not going to be able to mail them to you in time for the weekend, from what I understand. But we would love to give them away. Five pair of tickets uh, to you all. And, Benny, I think I'm going to have to open up the phone lines uh, to do this. 1-800-930-2819. This is our toll-free number. We've got five pair of tickets to give you Landmark Varsity Theater. And I will be giving you lots of information about this. 1-800-930-2819. That's toll free. Uh, and when we come back, we'll be talking about the film. We'll be talking about, you know, the meaning of this from Daniel and from uh, Penny's perspective. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show.
Did you know that the visible spectrum has beneficial frequencies for the human body that provide a valuable tool for healing? Based on the knowledge that each color relates to a particular frequency or vibration, also regarded as energy, you can promote healing effects when wavelengths, colors, are used appropriately. Clothes are like filters for the color waves over our bodies, and choosing what we wear determines quantity and quality of color, light energy, which is absorbed into our physical body. For example, people with high blood pressure should avoid red color. Instead, wearing blue or green color will promote calming and soothing. And opposite, people with low blood pressure should wear red as a known stimulant color, but also should be aware that it raises the pulse rate. To avoid raising the pulse, the red color can be substituted with orange. This tip has been brought to you by Galia Filipova, specializing in energy, color, art, healing at Access Wellness Center, real healing naturally. Call today, 425-251-6625 to book your personalized color tests and see which color does your body need at this moment. New Spirit Journal helps readers create abundance in all areas of their lives. Their articles don't just talk about theories that sound nice. They give you practical information you can use to turn those theories into practice. Available at over 500 locations in Washington and Idaho, New Spirit Journal is more than just a newspaper. It's your guide to the life you want to live. New Spirit Journal can also be read online at NewSpiritJournal.com. Optimize your breast cancer screening without any radiation or pain. Effective, sensitive, and widely used thermal imaging in Europe is now available to you here in the U.S. Using state-of-the-art FDA-approved camera, Eastside's first and only breast thermography clinic is now open in Bellevue. Safe, sensitive, low cost, no referrals needed. Contact Holistique Medical Center at 425-451-0404 or on the web, drdarvish.com. I'm Dr. Pat Basile, the host of The Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. I would like to help you take your empowering message to a community of people looking for products and services that honor the dignity of the human spirit, value all life on earth, and tap into the one true freedom we have, the freedom to choose. Let The Dr. Pat Show be your conduit to a global community of people who could benefit most from your product and service. Join the buzz, be the buzz, and let our success be your success. For more information, call me, Dr. Pat, at 206-523-5522. That's 206-523-5522. Join the Dr. Pat Show, the show that is changing the lives of thousands. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. I have to tell you, I'm so excited, Benny, to be able to talk with people about this film that is coming to Seattle. Once again, Seattle gets to uh, preview an amazing film, a film that is about a time for change, 2012 time for change. It is an optimistic alternative to the apocalyptic uh, viewpoints, views, doom and gloom that is out there about 2012. And of course, we've got Daniel uh, Pinchbeck joining us here today, as well as Penny Livingston Stark. And so the conversation is about what the current ideas are, what do we need to know about this film, and what is the significance of having this here in Seattle? Uh, Penny, let's start with you and talk about that, and also let's give your website out. I also want to tell everyone we're giving away five pair of tickets 
1-800-930-2819. You're going to have to call into the show. And boy, that did not take long. 1-800-930-2819. Penny, go ahead. Um, well, I think that um, these times that we're living in, especially for a lot of younger people, um, is very confusing mm. and challenging, and there's a lot of uh, uncertainties for the future. And I think the benefit, what I really like about this film, is that it offers some perspective uh, from a variety of visionaries and people who have been thinking about this for a long time and um, and working you know, towards solutions and, and, and considering, you know, what, what does 2012 mean? And, you know, in my perspective, I don't think it's necessarily, nothing's going to ever come easy, but it's not just about doom and gloom, it's about transformation. And it's about changing the way that we're currently doing things, because it's pretty clear that the way that we're living right now is unsustainable. And we're hitting an ecological wall, and that's undisputed. I don't think anybody could argue that. But then the question is, how do we, how do we move towards uh, not only sustainable way of living with the population that we have, but also a regenerative way of living that not only is less bad, but it actually regenerates the planet. And in, in the work I do with permaculture and regenerative design, it, the solutions are there. There is a way that this planet can support the amount of people that we have here on the planet and that can actually regenerate the Earth. But it requires a radical change in the way, in our relationship with the Earth, in our relationship with each other, <clears throat> our relationship with creation. and then. Um, but the technological solutions are there. It's our political will and our... You know, the economy, I liked in the film that they addressed the whole thing around money because uh, it's true, we can't, we can't, with this growth-based economy, we can't, that's not going to fix us. Mm. Well, <laughs> so you know, the film goes into a lot, you mm-hmm. know, every aspect from consciousness to, to food to very practical things. This is what I love. And, you know, and we actually have you both on for an hour, which is actually great. Penny, what I would like you to do is I would like you to, uh, for you and I and uh, Daniel as well, to really talk about what regenerative design is. You know, what is permaculture for people that don't understand it and why this has become a money issue for something that seems so naturally organic to create. Do you know what I'm saying? Penny? Um. Yeah, well, uh, permaculture and regenerative design is it's a way, it's a system of holistically thinking and so that we can start to design human settlements that have the stability and resiliency of a natural ecosystem. So it looks at things in, in, in relationship to each other rather than just taking, you know, a reductionist scientific approach and taking things apart and looking at things in isolation. What we observe is what are the interrelationships and how do they affect each other. And it's also based and rooted in um, solutions. So we're looking at um, things from all over the world around how people have lived in drylands, in tropics, in hot climates, in cold climates, in cities, and looked at what works. You know, what is it that works that people can thrive on uh, that create, you know, we know how to grow food without chemicals, for example. But let's take it to the next step and not just think about food, but think about a whole ecosystem. You know, how does the food and agriculture fit with the 
the water, with the soil, with the wildlife, mm-hmm. with you know the native systems that are out there, and how can how can that be enhanced? How can our diet be increased? Or maybe we're eating different foods that are more nutritious and that are easier to grow. A lot of perennial foods are fit that bill, or they, they require a lot less fertilizer and inputs and water and care. Yet they create this amazing productivity around you know abundance of food. Indigenous um, agriculture is a really good example of that. Um, like indigenous people ate probably over fifteen hundred different foods. You know we eat what ten? Yeah, on a, <laughs> good, on a ten on a good day, Penny. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and and then the whole thing falls in with water. You know how does water? How do we reuse water? How can we put water back into the landscape? We address that. We address um, diversity, not only in an ecosystem, but cultural diversity and recognizing the value of having people come together that have different worldviews, that can speak to, um, you know, to different aspects of, of what's going on. And I think the film really reflects that really well, um, because we need to start, you know, like Einstein said, you know, the problem can't be solved by the same thinking that created it. Mm-mm. No. And... Um, and I also think um, hearing Bucky Fuller, I actually got to meet him. He was a friend of my my family uh, when I was a child. And, of course, back then I had no idea what he was talking about. Right. I, I think <laughs> but that to be able you... to hear him talk now, right. you know, about a design revolution was mm-hmm. so inspiring. He was so ahead of his time. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so... Buck, Buck Mr. Fuller is one of the key um, figures for our film, kind of like a touchstone. Because mm-hmm. a lot of the, the people that we focus on in terms of actually providing solutions for the crises that, that, that we're engulfed with are, are all kind of, uh, you know, w- working with uh, the principles that, that Buckminster Fuller kind of uh, came up with. And let's talk about that for a minute, uh, Daniel, for people that don't know Bucky Fuller, because, you know, many of us, you know, do, as a matter of fact, very dear friend of mine, not only studied with him, but worked with him. Uh, And, you know, and let's talk about the significance of this man for a minute. Uh, You know, beyond, you know, looking at the Mayan culture and the Mayan chiefs, you know, we have visionaries right here amongst us in this country. And I think that's the thing we, we sometimes forget to honor. But, you know, you did so, so well. And I want to talk about that and how, 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 how Bucky Fuller shows up in the film, or how should I say, his visions show up in your film. Yeah, I mean, I mean, well, I mean you know, first of all, just this idea that he, you know, that he kept insisting upon, which is that you know, we actually do have, have the resources you know, on Earth to make it into you know, a, a good home for all of the people here. Uh, that, 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 that can actually be done as a technical feat. You know, if, if we maximize efficiency and maximize use of resources and, and also really learn how to design according to the principles that, that nature uses rather than trying to, like, dominate or control or go against nature. Uh, so that, 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 that was really uh, crucial. And, and his approach was uh, what he called a comp- comprehensive and anticipatory design science approach. So at the moment, you know, we're very reactive. And now this Gulf oil spill you know, oh. it probably could have been predicted that something mm-hmm. like that was going to happen. Right. You know, that, 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 you know so, so now they're just desperately trying to react to, to, to this horrible thing. You know, Buckminster Fuller's idea is really, you know, if, if we could get a wiser perspective, you know, we would have a comprehensive and anticipatory approach to what we're doing. So we wouldn't just keep, 
you know, tormenting nature and, and, and ultimately endangering, you know, our, our own future and, and our children's future, which is what we're doing now. Well, you know, when you think about, let's talk about this for a minute, because, you know, I had an interesting conversation not too long ago on here in one of my other shows, you know, with someone that was sort of talking about the oil, sp- oil spill. And I basically said, you know, this is nature unleashed. I mean, this is, you know, we talk about it as an oil spill, but we forget, you know, that the formulation <coughs> and, you know, the presence of such an incredible resource is part of living on a of the, on one of the most abundant you know planets uh and so there's a question about how we interact with nature and what it means because clearly if you listen to the news this morning right what you heard was they're breaking all sorts of saws and tools and just they just can't handle this you know what it reminds me of it reminds me of somebody thinking that they could plug the volcano uh, that's that's in on the big island in hawaii and it's like wow have we gotten such a blown up perspective of ourselves here yeah well i mean and another question is you know what is that oil doing underground i mean we're acting as if it doesn't have any purpose right. for the earth i mean mm-hmm. i mean maybe it's lubrication that keeps the tectonic plates from grinding together and maybe we're seeing more earthquakes and, and other kinds of activity you know partially because we're removing so much of it you know i mean you know we're just not we're just not acting in you know a comprehensive from a comprehensive design science approach to the planet and and therefore we're we're bound to cause you know more and more disaster, you know, until we change our, our, our paradigm. You know. It's really interesting. We we're talking about sort of the naturalistic approach. Penny, I, I would love to hear from, I'm glad you, I'm glad you guys are on for like the hour. I mean, most people have gone to see the movie Avatar. If they haven't gone to see it, they certainly are looking to see it on DVD or whatever. But that movie talks about a system of life, Penny. Is that what you're referring to in the work you do, this system of life and connection that goes beyond, you, you know, one human being to another? It really encompasses all living things. Yeah. In fact, you know, when I saw that film, uh, it, uh, the culture did not seem, the Avatar culture did not seem that different from the culture that, that I'm living in now with people that are connected to the earth. And, you know, there's many cultures in the United States, and there's a, there's a culture that's been thriving of people that are out there doing a lot of healing work, healing work on the earth, healing work in communities, healing work within themselves, and, and not only just med- medical healing, but also psychic, spiritual healing, and ecological healing. And there's a huge, millions and millions of people on the planet doing this work quietly, Often it does, it's not going to make the media. And when I saw Avatar, what I saw reflected back to me was that very culture that exists on this earth today in, in, in humanity, within humanity. And I was kind of celebrating that in myself, feeling, mm, wow. Yeah. It feels familiar in all the animation and all the beauty between the, the gardens and the earth and the water. All of that, to me, the, the earth is, 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 is really reflecting the wonderful beauty and abundance and magic Mm -hmm. that the earth in fact really holds oh yeah there's no question it's amazing when we come back penny and daniel will be talking with us about some of the people that are featured in the film what the vision is what the direction and what we can do in seattle to help bring a level of awareness to a film that has so 
much significance in the time we live in. And by the way, how about our friend Barbara Marks Hubbard being in this film? Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show and my very special guest joining us here today, Daniel Pinchback. And uh, we've got Peggy Livingston Stark. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Anna Luque, author of The Yogurt Diet. Based on scientific research, this lifestyle has been carefully formulated to promote weight loss and boost the immune system. The Yogurt Diet will help you achieve overall balance and radiant health, even if you suffer from lactose and gluten intolerance, yeast infections, digestive problems, and more. Consuming yogurt daily is an excellent way to optimum health and ideal weight. And the yogurt I recommend is Greek God's Greek Yogurt. So thick and creamy. Greek God's yogurt is simply yogurtlicious. Greek God's yogurt is full of probiotic bacteria, good for overall health. And it's made with all natural ingredients in the same tradition yogurt has been made in Greece for centuries. Try the Greek God's popular honey yogurt or the tangy yet subtly sweet pomegranate. Don't forget to try the new Greek God's kefir cheese spread. Great for dips or as a healthy substitute for sour cream. Be happy. Go Greek. Experience the myth. Have you ever wanted more for yourself or your family? Are you prepared to take your life to the next level? Have you ever had that feeling or heard that little voice telling you that you can be so much more? Let Empowerment Psychic Linda Dickinson help you to embrace your own power. Visit Linda at InMyFuture.com or call 800-206-9096 for your private session and start living your life to the max. Be sure to listen to Linda Dickinson on The Dr. Pat Show and call in to connect with your guides. For pet parents who value quality natural nutrition, Wellness Natural Food for Dogs and Cats offers an ideal nutritional balance of carefully chosen, authentic ingredients in every recipe they make. True wellness means every ingredient has a purpose, never any empty calories. You can trust the quality of all the ingredients in wellness, from their source to your pet's bowl. To learn more about the difference wellness pet foods can make and to locate a pet specialty retailer near you, go to wellnesspetfood.com. Now is the perfect time to learn Tai Chi and Qi Gong. These ancient Chinese healing arts, also called mind-body practice, are simple to learn, clinically proven to be effective, and can be practiced by anyone, anywhere, at any time. For 10 years, the Institute of Integral Qi Gong and Tai Chi has been a respected leader in mind-body practice training. Visit iiqtc.org. Empower yourself, empower others. Visit iiqtc.org for more information on mind body practice. iiqtc.org. Unlock your divine power and become the true master of your life with visionary clairvoyant Terry O'Connor every Monday at 10 a.m. on The Dr. Pat Show. Using her extraordinary connection with spirit, Terry can energetically view your true inner blueprint and guide you to your soul's highest purpose. Explore your personal connection to your authentic self and let your spirit soar as it was truly meant to. That's The Carrie O'Connor Show, Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. Eastern on The Dr. Pat Show. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show, 2012 Time for Change, movie that's coming to Seattle and beyond. And we're talking with uh, Daniel Pinchbeck as well as Penny Livingston Stark. Uh, before we kind of jump ahead, can we just make sure we're giving the websites for uh, each of you to our listeners today? Daniel, Penny, would you please do that? 
Uh, sure. There's uh, 2012timeforchange.com, and my other project is evolver.net. Great. Penny, how about you? How can they find out more about your work? Yeah, ours is um, regenerativedesign.org. Okay. Uh, one of the things that I wanted to make sure that you all know is we have cleared the phone line, so it is a good time for those of you out there to call to get a pair of tickets for the screening of this film that's coming to Seattle. And as a matter of fact, Daniel's going to talk about this in a minute. Um, give us a shout at our toll-free number, 1-800-930-2819. 1-800-930-2819. I think we have a couple pair left, Benny. Is that right? 1-800-930-2819. Uh, you know, Daniel, I refer- uh, referenced uh, Barbara, uh, you know, before uh, the break, but I also think it's important to talk about Seattle. Why Seattle? Um, what is it that you're hoping that will happen here? And, you know, how did it come about that you picked Seattle as one of the first cities to sort of, you know, screen this film? Yeah, well, I mean, it turns out that Seattle is really our crucial test market. You know, we're going to have a week theatrical run. And we're going to see if there's enough interest in, in, in the film and the messages that it has, you know, to, to, to create a, uh, you know, nationwide, you know, theatrical, uh, you know, thing out of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think a n- number of reasons. I mean, one thing, Seattle is definitely one of the centers of, you know, I think what Penny uh, was talking about is, as a regenerative culture. You know, I, I, th- I think that really, uh, it, 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 you know, has, has a very uh, advanced uh, consciousness there. And, um, you know, we're also working with uh, GreenFest. So we were in San Francisco with GreenFest, and actually we'll be at GreenFest all weekend in Seattle next weekend. Yeah. There's a panel discussion there around issues around the film at 4 p.m. on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's, you know, free and open to the public. Uh, as well as uh, the, the filmmakers will be, you know, our, me and Brow, the director, will be with the film on Friday and Saturday night after the screenings for a Q&A. Uh, and we're also now working with Intention Media, which which is uh, made up of the people who produced and distributed What the Bleep Do We Know, which also, I believe, began in Seattle as a yes. phenomenon. Yes. And, and and what was, you know, so, and I, you know, I always felt when we were working on this film that What the Bleep was the model for us in terms of how to get it to the public, because, um, you know, like What the Bleep, we're dealing with unconventional, radical content, and we talk about psychedelic uh, shamanism in the film and, and ayahuasca and, and West African shamanism. We also talk about psychic phenomena and, and scientific research of the psychic phenomena. And, you know, the mainstream kind of blocks this stuff out. You know, so like what the belief, we didn't get into, you know, Sundance. We didn't get into Toronto. However, we believe that there, there is a big audience of people who care about this type of material and are actually really hungry for more information and more inspiration. So, so we really believe that the film could work uh, theatrically and, and, and definitely feel that Seattle is the perfect uh, place for a kickoff. So were you surprised that uh, Sting or uh, some of the folks that have showed up to be featured in the film, were you surprised at any of these folks showing up? And, and beyond that, you know, what was it that they said to you about the significance of this film? Uh, Sting, Sting uh, loved it when he, when, he, when he finally saw it. Uh, I mean, I knew him for a while. He, I wrote a first book about uh, psychedelic substances and shamanism, mm-hmm. which he which he read and, and, and loved, and so then we got in touch and, and became friends. And yet, uh, yeah, still, I, I felt that maybe he would be a little bit uh, reticent about being part of uh, you know this, this project. But you know, ultimately, he stepped forward, and, and I think was very happy to you know really, really express you know how how powerfully 
uh, meaningful. The, the shamanism experiences have been for him, you know, and also yoga and, and how, how the ayahuasca led to his work in the rainforest with his foundation and stuff. And similarly, uh, Ellen Page had, had read, uh, you know, a couple of my books and started talking about them in interviews and then contacted me. Uh, so, um, you know, so it kind of went like that. There were certain, you know, really amazing creative artists who, uh, uh, you know, shared similar inspiration. And, and, and so it was really awesome to be able to tap that for the film and, um, you know, and, and, and to put them in the context of this broader uh, social movement for transformation. So the Mayans saw 2012 as the end of a great cycle. And I wanted to ask each of you about this. And you could see how it's been playing out in our pop culture, right? I mean, of course, blockbuster movie 2012, you know, kind of crept up way early in advance because of the way that that film was, you know, projected. Um, and I, I want to ask you about, you know, what this film really speaks to. It, are we coming to the end of a cycle? And how is this different from the gloom and doom that people are predicting? for 2012? Well, I, I definitely think that we're coming to the end of a cycle. That, that the culture that we've been in, of, uh, you know, that, that's been so focused on personal greed, uh, you know, individual, uh, separate, you know, kind, kind of ambition, uh, you know, uh, material possession, you know, which is now reflected in a corporate culture that, that, that is extremely hmm. aggressive wow. and, and extremely irresponsible. You know, and an economic system which which really rewards people for the most sociopathic uh, behavior. You know, like these derivatives traders and so on. You know, doing things that have really no connection to the planetary environment. Uh, that that is just going to come to an end very soon because it, it's not it's not going to be supportable. Uh, and and uh, you know, we are we are you know we have uh, we are in a period where the Earth is, is changing, and we've had a lot of effects on that, and, and maybe there are other effects also. And, and we're going to have to come into a different type of balance with, with the planet moving forward. And, and I think a more conscious uh, relationship, you know, to ourselves and, 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 what, and what we do in relationship to the Earth. You know, I want to ask you, boy, God, this is so cool. Uh, do you all have questions? Penny, do you have any questions for Daniel? Do you do you both get to ask each other questions? I'm always curious about that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, you must be listening to this, Penny, and thinking, wow, you know, I, this is what I'd like to say. This is a question I'd like to ask. What would that um, be? Well, you know, I guess part of it is um, so much of what Daniel's been uh, sharing in the film. I guess I was really happy to see the breadth of where he was going with all of this. And um, I guess I would. I'm just would love to read his other books. Mm-hmm. Some of my questions are around, mm-hmm. you know, how he arrived at some of this, and some of that is explained in the film already. But just to go deeper into, you know, Daniel, your inspiration, mm-hmm. why why you got involved with shamanism, and I, I think some of it was really reflected in the film. I think why that's a great question, Penny, for Daniel. Could you, could you tell me the question again? I was having a hard time hearing her. You know, just why, what inspired you to get involved in shamanism? And, mm-hmm. um, oh, with shamanism. And, uh, I just and, went through a horrible uh, spiritual crisis in my late 20s. I had an existential emergency. I, I grew up in, in a kind of scientific materialist worldview in New York. I was working in the New York media. I'd been writing for like, the New York Times Magazine and Esquire and Village Voice. And it just began to seem totally, incredibly uh, meaningless to me. 
like kind of kind of like all of this noise and, and energy, but but going nowhere. So at that point, I went back through my life and, and tried to kind of kind of search forage for for some uh, you know experience that I'd had that pointed towards there being you know other dimensions of psychic experience, other dimensions of consciousness. You know, at least a glimmer of a possibility that there might be you know uh, you know some kind of spirit or soul. And at that point, I remembered my psychedelic experiences from college. So I decided to make those the focus of a journalistic uh, investigation, and it was through doing that I, I, I discovered, you know, from my perspective, the, the legitimacy of, of the psychic uh, realm, you know, and, and, and received information from shamans and had all these extraordinary experiences where, uh, you know, the, the normal scientific materialist paradigm mm-hmm. was, was, was was broken down. And that also then led me to think about indigenous knowledge and how, you know, the modern world tended to dismiss it and cast it aside, but that actually maybe maybe these people, you know, were just as intelligent and wise as as we are, but their focus was on a different form of of knowledge. And, and, you know, if you look at the Mayan, classical Mayan uh, culture, they were extremely uh, sophisticated. I mean, amazing artists and and architects and astronomers, and and it really does seem as, as if, their focus on on this cyclical change, uh, you know, was was not just you know folkloric or, or or you know some kind of kind of aberration that they actually had understood something about the nature of uh, cosmic cycles and, and earthly cycles that they were that they were then codifying in all these monuments, you know, perhaps even to convey it to us today, you know. Well, you know, this is we're going to talk about this and much more when we come back. I want to make sure everybody knows uh, right now we've got June 4th through June 10th at the Landmark Varsity Theater in Seattle. This is what the you're going to be able to experience the upcoming screenings. Please check it out. You know, when we come back, we're going to be talking about this idea of alignment, what each and every one of us can do. And by the way, are we really far off from doing what Penny has talked about? You know, what was it about my grandfather that moved to the Bronx? that could still figure out how to grow herbs and fresh vegetables. Are we really that far off? We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. Well, let me actually uh, jump in on here, Pat, because you've got to clear your throat anyways. Good opportunity. Unfortunately, we had a technical difficulty in the other studio. Valerie's working on it. But can we please have our winners for the tickets in this last 45 minutes? Call us back, please, so we can get your information again. Computers. They're out wearing on our side for the last 45 minutes. So- 1-800-930-2819. Those of you that won the tickets, please call us back. 1-800-930-2819. We want to get you information again. We just want to connect with you again. We want to give you that media hug, that radio hug. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Are you feeling stuck? Do you want to be free from fears and doubts and finally feel good about yourself? But you just don't know how to get there? Dr. Schaub's Accelerated Breakthrough Program provides you with the tools and solutions to go beyond your limitations and achieve self-empowered confidence. Call for your free phone consultation at 866-903-MIND. Visit CellularWisdom.com. That's CellularWisdom.com. Do you suffer with a health condition you can't move forward from? How would you feel if you woke up each day to better health? It's time to ignite your inner healer. We all have within us an amazingly powerful tool called our inner healer, and it is waiting to go to work for you today. Our bodies are our best authority when it comes to our health and healing. When we change our mind, we change our life. Visit Dr. Kell at AskDrKell.com today 
and wake up to better health tomorrow. That's A-S-K-D-R-K-E-L dot com. I'm Dr. Pat Basile, the host of The Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Let me help you take your empowering message to a community of people looking for products and services that value all life on earth and tap into the one true freedom we have, the freedom to choose. Let our listeners choose you. Join the buzz and be the buzz. Sponsor the Dr. Pat Show. Call me at 206-523-5522. That's 206-523-5522. Now is the perfect time to learn Tai Chi and Qigong. These ancient Chinese healing arts, also called mind-body practice, are simple to learn, clinically proven to be effective, and can be practiced by anyone, anywhere, at any time. For 10 years, the Institute of Integral Qigong and Tai Chi has been a respected leader in mind-body practice training. Visit iiqtc.org. Empower yourself, empower others. Visit iiqtc.org for more information on mind-body practice. iiqtc.org. Coming to Seattle for one night only, a long-awaited appearance by one of the most visionary women of the century. An evening with Shirley MacLaine is a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to explore the big questions, such as what is consciousness, what is the purpose of life, or are we alone in the universe? With a woman that isn't afraid of the answers, join Bella Spark Productions and Shirley MacLaine on Sunday, June 13th at 7 p.m. in Beta Royal Hall, Seattle. Shirley MacLaine, still feisty and fabulous after all these years. Be sure to keep listening to this show for your opportunity to win two tickets to this final event in the 2010 Extraordinary People Lecture Series in Seattle. Don't miss Shirley McLean on June 13th. Visit bellaspark.com for details. B-E-L-L-A-S-P-A-R-K.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Pat, and I want to thank all of you out there for listening to the Dr. Pat Show. We've got so many juicy things planned for you. Remember, the Dr. Pat Show. This is talk radio to thrive by. Can you teach me about tomorrow and all the pain and sorrow running free? Cause tomorrow's just another day and I don't believe in time. Yeah, I don't believe in time either. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show, everybody. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. For more information about us, go to drpatlive.com, drpatlive.com. We've got lots of information. If you have not signed up for our newsletter, please go ahead and do so. That way you get in advance before anybody else can figure it out, who we have on for the week, what some of the events are. You would have gotten the newsletter about this incredible movie, 2012 Time for Change, coming to Seattle and the fact that we were giving tickets away today. As we mentioned earlier, for those of you that actually won these tickets, we do want you to call back uh, 1-800-930-2819 because we need to get your information again. And you know, you'll not only have time to do that during this uh, this segment, but uh, for the next hour on the Dr. Pat Show. So just make sure you give us a call back. And that is for those of you that have won tickets. Just call us back so we need to just get a little bit more information We have to mail these out to you. 1-800-930-2819. Hey, and we're thrilled Daniel Pinchback, as well as Penny Livingston Stark, joining us here today. These are the folks behind this film. Thank you both for joining us here today. Let's take one more minute out and give out your websites again. Daniel, you first, Penny, and then you. Uh, Yeah, 2012timeforchange.com. And I also run a social network uh, you might enjoy called evolver.net. Excellent. Penny? 
And um, mine is www.regenerativedesign.org, O-R-G. Well, let's talk about the the impact of this film and beyond. I mean, if... We we talk about this film and some of the some of the ideas that are presented in it and the solutions presented in it. How many people on the planet do we need to get involved to create the kind of change that would kick a movement like this off? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I actually have created through Evolvo the social network that that, were, that, that, that I started with, with, with other people. And it's something called the Evolver Social Movement, where we have different local groups around the country who get together every month to uh, have, have meetings on different topics, you know, related to the, to the stuff in the film. And um, so we're trying to build that kind of grassroots infrastructure for change. I can't really say numbers. I mean, ultimately, I think we're going to have to get, you know, you know, many, you know, billions of people on, on board, you know, with with the, with the change in. in and what's happening. And, and I think the fact that, we, you know, we talk about this in the film, actually, that the fact that we're now kind of meshed together as a global consciousness, you know, through media and through the Internet, actually means that we could have a very fast transition to another paradigm and, and, and a different way of, uh, of, of, you know, different systems, different way of relating to the Earth. It actually could happen incredibly quickly if we, if we look at the power of our uh, communication systems and how a lot of the problems that we're talking about are at least primarily problems of uh, consciousness and language and culture, you know, which you know, which we need to address. You know, a lot of cases before we can then, you know, start moving into permaculture development and you know, changing the economic system and 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 you know, lar- larger processes for people to go through initiation and stuff like that. Well, there's also <clears throat> what's happening now is there's an emergence that's happening between between cultures, and um, it's being recognized more and more, like between, say, the Native cultures and, and different cultures within the United States, as well as internationally, that it's time for us to come together, work together, roll up our sleeves, set aside our differences, and start working to help each other. And that is really happening. It's, it's happening on a grassroots level um, all across the world right now. And... Uh, my work, I, I get to, to see that. I, you know, I was just spent some time in Turkey, and uh, you know, we did a couple of trainings that were absolutely sold out to people, and it was everybody from farmers from the villages to tribal people to academics to writers to professors, you know, from the um, Middle Eastern Institute of Technology to you know, students and activists and everybody in between, and it was really. You know, outside of the United States, there's a huge interest in this work, and it seems harder because of the affluence that's here for people to kind of realize that there's some issues that we all have to face. Um, one of the messages I want to bring forward is is that by living a more ecologically sound life doesn't result in that we have to, you know, struggle and give something up, we could have an actually richer, better quality of life if we design it right. Where did we get that idea from? Because that is, you know, I mean, that's an argument that seems to be rising to the surface for so many people. If I move in that direction, I will have to sacrifice. I will have to give something up. Right. Well, you know, for example, if you live in the suburbs, maybe you get to give up your lawn. You get to give up mowing every day and give up wasting a bunch of water on a lawn that you don't use. 
but what do you get in exchange? You get you might be getting blueberries and strawberries and raspberries and apples and pears and walnuts. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and, and to me, that isn't giving something up. And even if you get to start to work in your garden, um, I don't even, you know, this whole concept of working in the garden, people work, you know, in corporate world, you know, their whole life, and when they retire, what do they end up doing? Gardening. Yeah. Gardening, Penny. <laughs> and so why not create that as your livelihood and your life to begin with? It really is kind of interesting. I mean, Daniel, for the film and, you know, what what we're expecting here, at least in Seattle, I mean, there are some messages in this film that a lot of people um, inherently know about, but yet feel hopeless in taking any action. Let's flip the switch for a minute as we you know, bring this uh, conversation to a close, you know, how do we go from hopeless, helpless to a place of action and uh, abundance with this? Yeah, well, I I think people have to realize that, you know, there's no outside authority that really is is going to do anything spectacular for us at this point Uh, and, 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 you know, stop pinning their hopes on like a technological savior or having what you know, Jacques and Ghost Force in our film talks about as a uh, salvation point uh, mentality. And, and I think if you, if, you, if you let that go, then you're kind of liberated in a way, because then you just realize that it's kind of up to you and, and your people, you know, in, in, in this moment to try to, uh, you know, bring about the, the, the more beautiful world that, you know, I think we all feel is, is really possible. And uh, then, then the question is to, you know, to roll up our sleeves and, and, and get to work on it. You know, in the way that's appropriate, you know, for the individual. Um, you know, for me, it's, it's, it's building the social network, doing this media right now, whereas for Penny, it's actually doing, you know, the visceral work on the land to, to you know, prepare training grounds that so many more people can, can know, you know, how to, how to work with nature properly. You know, so it's, it's, a, it's a multi-tiered stuff that has to happen. I love it. 2012, Time for Change. Uh, and, you know, this is a movie that we get to kind of hang out with in Seattle this coming week, moving forward. Penny, uh, what is your message? What do you want to leave everybody with today? Daniel, thank you so much. Well, I guess what's coming forward right now is just to know that uh, I think a lot of the doom and gloom that has been reflected in that other movie about 2012 is a, is a reflection on our fear of change, you know, that somehow doing something different is, is, is going to result in some kind of doom and gloom. And I think that being open to new ideas, being open to change, and really radically restructuring how we live our life is one part. And then the other part of it is to recognize that what we're talking about is an increased quality of life, not quantity. And so through this, these practices, we can actually develop a richer, more abundant uh, life with the intrinsic uh, aspects of, of the earth mm. should we learn into these things. Mm. Thank you, Penny. Daniel, your personal message for folks today? 
Uh, come see our film, please. Yeah. It would be really, would be really helpful. Yeah. And I, think that, I think that people will really uh, appreciate it and, and feel uh, inspired by it. That, 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 that would be my message. There's no and question. Come, and, come, and come visit us at Greenfest. We'll be at the booth. I'll be, I'll be there part of the weekend. We'll do a panel. Cool. And, I'll see you uh, there. Love, love, love to meet people. Yeah, for sure. I, I'll see you there because I'm going to be, be there. I'm going to be at Greenfest. I wouldn't miss it. I think all, the whole Dr. Pat show team is going to be at Greenfest. We actually interviewed Denise uh, yesterday. Uh, the the just incredible woman. Thank you both for joining us here today. We're going to take a short break when we come back. Yep, we got Dr. Al in the house and much more. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show.